All right. Showtime. So, yeah, Mike Corrado, man. It's, it's great to see you again. It's been two years. Two years. Here we go. Three. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 2019 was the last show you yeah. were at, right? Yeah, I missed the 20. I missed 20, 20 and 21. And this yeah, is now 22. So, yeah. Yeah. three years yeah. since you've been to the show. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then this is one of our first three person uh, podcasts here. Yeah. Good. My dad's okay. joining us as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in good company. Fun <laughs> stuff. Fun stuff. Mike's been coming out to the show forever. Mike and I go way back from the early days of eBay when we first met through buying stuff on eBay. And uh, it's always fun to do the show because Mike comes out, stays with us, comes out on the Thursday, we hang, and we got Friday, we load in, and we go running around with, uh, with money falling out of our pockets right. trying to buy stuff. Right. And, uh, and it's a nice, nice weekend, fun weekend. We get to see all our old friends, too, yeah, all our, you know, exactly. our compadres in the vintage drum business. Wait for that, hopefully, that one great drum coming in. Yeah, yeah. But what do you want to talk about, bud? What do you want to, you want to well, leave just, some time? Well, I'll, I'll ask Mike a couple questions because okay. for people listening, uh, probably a lot of them know who you are. But, okay. but I would know, imagine. Probably maybe, maybe like 25%, something like that, doesn't, uh, hasn't hurt you. So, so um, you, you have uh, one of the most incredible snare drum collections in the world. Probably, probably the most incredible in the world it's, and yeah, complete. Pretty with, unbelievable. With all, yeah. And, and uh, uh, yeah, maybe uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? We can start with. Sure. Well, I got started in 1995. I've, I've been playing drums for 63 years, and I've been teaching for 59 years. So this is all I've ever done. And along the line, you know, in my playing days, I had five or six, seven snare drums laying around, and you know, I knew they were cool. What was your first snare? <laughs> my first snare, I still have it, is a Ledian Ludwig five by fourteen white marine pearl. My okay. parents bought a used Ledian Ludwig drum set for me in 1960, 61. Wow. And I still I kept the snare drum just as a memento yeah. from the era. Yeah. So about 1995, maybe before I, I was I, I was reading about vintage drums and um, engraved drums and things like that. So I kind of got interested. Then I took a couple of my snare drums to a guy in San Francisco named Sam Adato. He had a drum shop, yeah. and we did a deal. He he uh, traded me a real nice WFL uh, twin strainer. Mm. that I still have and I traded like a Gretchen or something that I had and that that the bug bit from then on it's history yep so it's an amazing collection I mean especially um the emphasis I've seen Mike's collection so it's it's just crazy especially the the black beauties you remember I went with you yeah maybe long time ago 15 years ago oh yeah had to be at least a little more probably and that was Probably when we were staying in San Rafael for, yeah, for the bass, the yeah. bass lessons. We were, yeah. We used to, yeah. We stayed in San Rafael when Chris Just, was out there for a bass conference. I, you remember yeah. that hotel? There was a red neon sign right outside the window of where I would sleep. So it was always, yeah. And the weather was just, just keep the window open. Oh, San beautiful. Francisco yeah. is just place. Yeah. Yeah. always yeah. nice. <laughs> I mean, Mike's collection, the Black Beauties alone. <clears throat> how many Black Beauties? Is like about a hundred plus or minus. Yeah. Or if you count engraved drums, gold engraved, silver engraved, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing stuff. And some of the finishes that are beautiful. If you start look, looking at the drums, the 20s era drums, when you start looking at some of the finishes like Rainbow Pearl, yeah. Peacock Pearl, things like that. I mean, there's just stunning stuff. Yeah. Not, never mind the, the metal drums are ornate and beautiful, especially the Black Beauties and the, the gold, the Triumphals. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff. People are listening to this going, what are these guys talking about? They don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. You know, you pick up one of those vintage uh, uh, drum magazines, and not magazines, but books, like Rob Cook's got the Ludwig book. Yeah. Uh, you had the book on your collection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob's got the Ludwig book, the Leedy book. There's Rogers, a little bit too late, but Slingerland. Mm-hmm. Slingerland and Ludwig Slingerland, books. Should, uh, yeah. yeah, you contributed to <coughs> yeah. uh, stuff oh, yeah. in both those books. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Beautiful drums. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so, so how old were you when you started playing again? Nine. Nine, nine years old. 63, nine. so now you know how old I am. Nine, <laughs> sure. nine, nine plus 63, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's great. And, and uh, did, you, uh, did you go to college for music? I, I have a degree in music from San Jose State. Okay, nice. I was fortunate enough to study with Tony Cerrone, a great percussionist with the San Francisco yeah, Symphony. Great player. Yeah, okay. and so, then yeah. Any other uh, teachers of note? Like, who was your first teacher when? You oh, my first. Well, my first teacher actually was a guy named Paul Gemanani. Okay. Who now is I I heard is like a Broadway uh, something conductor or arranger, <laughs> and then there was a guy named Paul Olivas. Uh, but then my, the teacher that really got me going was a guy named Mike DeLuca. He has since okay. passed away, 
and uh, he got me ready to be a professional drummer. Did he teach out of a shop? So this would have been uh, like a your childhood store, yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah, which is actually the music store that when he went on the road with his band, he gave me a bunch of his students, and that's where I started teaching at that store in 1968. That's wow. cool. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. And so do you... To this day, do you teach there? I still, no, the, that store closed in '84, so I went to a place okay. called Gelb Music in Redwood City. And I've, I've been seen that that written on heads before. Yeah, Gelb Music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great place, Don yeah, yeah. and the guys out there. Great people. Great, great store. I've been there since 1984. Nice. You got a great room. Mike's yeah. got a great room up there where you make can come in, people get recorded, they can see and hear what they're doing. It's do you a, have any killing room? People can like watch. Like, do you have any any lessons or anything like that that's uh, available on online? I have a I have like YouTube, a maybe? like a four minute info DVD that if you go to the gelbmusic.com. Cool. We'll put a link in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. And then if you look up Gelb Band Fox Theater, there's we used to get all get together all the teachers and play like a you know do a show you know sure so, a bunch of that yeah. right right. Yeah. But yeah, can, can you just like talk about your collection? Sure. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Just I don't know, yeah. maybe because you you have the email you send about what what is it like once a month something like that? It, yeah, this, I've, I've been a little off the last couple of months because we're remodeling my house, so <laughs> I'm in the middle of Dust City here. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I I do send out articles to friends and fellow collectors, and then I contribute to uh, Not So Modern Drummer. I write an article for them. And uh, a couple of uh, the drum forms, I put my stuff up. Sure. So my collection... I always <coughs> read your stuff. I don't read huh? many things because I have so many emails I have to get <coughs> right. through. But yours I tend to open up and at least... Okay, yes, cool. Because <laughs> you never know what's going to be in there. Well, I add the eye candy with it, with the photos. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Right, right. yeah, there's always photos and you yeah. see finishes you've just like never seen before. <laughs> yeah, I started out just, you know, I like the 19... 19- hundreds to 1940s and then the real thrust is like the 20s and 30s the rare finishes rare models right yeah what is the drum that you're looking for i remember you told me like uh, every show you come and you look for what does that again remind me um you know i like to hold my cards close to my chest okay (laughs) sure you never know i understand i hear that there is one available so I'm just kind of... Oh, okay, sure, yeah. Can, you know, I, I share a, a ton, but in little things like that, I like to just hold my... But I'm looking for... I totally understand, yeah. <laughs> I am looking for a 6.5 by 15 six-lug deluxe, which would be called a Black Beauty. Okay. <laughs> I like to have sets of things. So I have a four and a, a six-lug, um, a four by 14, a six-lug, a five-by-fourteen, six-lug, a six-and-a-half, and and then I have four-by-fifteen, five-by-fifteen. I I don't have a a six-and-a-half-by-fifteen, so I like to fill in the set that way. How many (coughs) triumphals do you have? Um, I have six. There's ten known. Ten known, right. Yeah, Yeah. ten known. I have six of them. And are are those all the same size? Uh, uh, Some are fours, and a couple are fives. Okay, okay. And one's a 15-inch super, (laughs) five-by-fifteen super. Wow. And that four is the wild rose pattern, which is unbelievable. It which, is, and I have two wild roses. Right. Because, and then I, I had come across one from a, a guy who, I don't know, 20 years ago. Yeah. But brought, brought a drum in that his teacher gave him, and he opened up the case, and I'm sitting there looking at a four by 14 wild rose. And the first thing I do is take out the book, and I go, this is the only other one of those that exists, and my buddy's got it. And yeah. I showed him, this is what it is right here. And it was unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, Bob Campbell bought that, didn't he? Uh, B- Bunny bought it. Bunny bought it. Oh, yeah, he sold it to Bob Campbell. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, a group of, but, I mean, the Wild Rose, yeah, yeah. people don't know what this is, but, I mean, it's a 4 by 14 That heavy two-piece Ludwig shell from the 20s is a masterful shell, and guys love it in the studios to this day. You could just get a generic one, meaning nickel over brass, nothing fancy, but it was that shell sound, and guys will still buy those today. But because everybody was so focused on beauty and flashiness and everything else, and the snare drum was the focus of the kit, because all I had was a 28-inch bass drum, there were no toms, okay? Yeah, or the Chinese toms. Right, you had a Chinese tack-bottom toms, traps you know uh maybe you got wood blocks you yeah. got temple blocks yeah. little sp- triangles little splashy symbols and a snare drum and a bass drum and that was it so the snare drum was very flashy and so these drums some of these things are unbelievable they the black beauty would be black nickel plated with engraving that brought out the brass underneath it yep and with what they called an art gold or copperish looking hardware the, deluxe that deluxe was the, yeah but then some of them these triumphals were literally 
in in crazy engraving and all twenty four karat gold. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, satin, and then um, burnished. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. just this the stuff is just off the map. It's exquisitely beautiful. Well, years ago, one of the first ones I got was from John Aldridge. It's uh, he said it was one of the earliest flower patterns. It had four petals, and then a while after that. Remember Liam, yeah, great yeah, yeah. good guy. Long He's, past, but nice guy. Yeah. yeah, he sold me the the one I had. You're talking about that yep. had six petals. Yeah, but a lady contacted me who had the same drum, but in five petals. Yeah. So and the, the her father was going to throw it away. They found it in a house they bought. Yeah. And I said no. Don't throw it. Just away. come over here. And when we talk about petals. I mean, the, these there's floral engraving on these and. There is, you know, certain specific, the 10-point floral yeah. or the 12-point floral, <coughs> but there were other, you know, engraving patterns, yeah. different number of leaves yeah. and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was also, a, like, a, we call it a scroll pattern, like scroll an ocean wave, wave scroll yeah, yeah. pattern, and then various and sundry, miscellaneous, unique, crazy stuff. I mean, the, the workmanship behind those things is just exquisite. Well, the, the William S. Hart oh, number one, God, yeah. that has a whole different, a yeah. whole different... Uh, pattern yeah whole different thing so i mean some of this stuff it's just it's fascinating to us because it represents superb quality instruments sonically for for that area and still highly sought after today that shell but beyond that the the beauty of those things and the uniqueness of them it's just incredible they're just literally they are museum pieces it's incredible stuff yeah you've you've played on every kind of uh, type of drum that they they use in those days what like sonically wise what do you think um, you you would maybe yeah? What what's one that you would use? What's one that you because I know you you because you're you more play a fan of modern, modern drums, drums. Yeah. right? Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, for playing. Thank you for, for saving playing. me. Yes. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't personally. I'm not a big fan of the vintage sound personally. Sure. But you take any of those drums and you put some good heads on it and some good snare wires, they they'll they'll all kick. Right. Sure. So my museum pieces, I like to keep them like a museum piece. Sure. Calf heads, gut wires, silk wound wires. Period correct. Snap. Yeah. Period correct. Snappy. Yep. And you know, some people question that, and that's cool. Yeah. I did my answers. I have 650 snare drums. I can't play them all. Right. Sure. So in my drum studio, I have 60 modern day drums. I have Steve Maxwell drums, I have AK drums, right. I have Craviato, a bunch of Craviatos, yeah. some D'Amico's, yep. some Dunnets. Yep. Really great drums. Yep. And I play those. So the pieces at home, I keep them that would be like a museum period correct. Yeah. Because, again, you, don't, you can't play them all. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And you've got, you know, you've got a Gladstone. Which, yeah, i got which, the which Charlie Cordes, yeah. Yeah, the Charlie Cordes Gladstone, and I've, I've been privileged to sell many Gladstones, yeah. and... Uh, Including the Krupa drum, the Arthur Press drum, the Saul Leslie Bimel kit, the Nick Fatul Gretsch Gladstone. You know, there's some really great stuff out there. Um, and they're wonderful instruments. And it's a funny thing. Uh, as much as I'm not a fan of uh, gut, one of, the, one of the drums I, I saw, one of the Gladstones, the Gladstones was so good. The thin three-ply shell, it was Gretsch, <coughs> the shells from Gretsch. One of the drums I had was a 7x14 black lacquer chrome hardware mm-hmm. st- if you can call it standard, mm-hmm. kind of the standard issue, yeah. and it had uh, got snares on it. And I'm thinking, you know, this is just not going to be fun to play because it's got it's really dry yeah, yeah. and it's very specific. Yeah. And, you know, I could buzz roll the way I play. I could buzz roll at the end of that. And I sat down and I went, this is just unbelievable. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Well, the, it, it was so yeah. responsive. It was crazy. The, the, the orchestral guys, you know, like my good friend Bill Wanser yeah. or Bill Platt. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure they'll swear by certain instances where they use gut. And oh, Bill absolutely. said, man, there's nothing like it. Absolutely. It's just yeah. for, for me to play, to play a two and four backbeat on a funk tune is just not my thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you tune uh, higher up or more low on, on um, your snare? I tune <clears throat> probably on like a four by 14, maybe a little, like a little pop to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah, some people tune low, some people tune high. Yeah. Dad, you tune. You're I always tune going high. for that sensitivity kind yeah. of like. I tune high, real but response, I'm looking for a tune high, very yeah. very <clears throat> articulate, uh, you know, <clears throat> sensitivity all across the head. <clears throat> but you know, I mean, uh, some of the, for a, for a solid backbeat drum, oh, yeah. 
you know, you six and a half by 14. Yeah. You know, you might you, know, you dial it down a little bit. I mean, yeah. whatever, whatever fits, the, fits the type of music yeah. you play, yeah. you know, exactly. whatever works. Yeah. I mean, some vintage drums would work well for some modern applications and some would be horrible. I mean, yeah. it's just like anything else. Yeah. The old so, drums, it, a lot of them are kind of really dry sounding, wouldn't you say? Dry, like it's, it's not as like resonant is not i call it military like yeah yeah i mean uh, field drum like (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, and for me those are not those are the drums i don't want to play because i i would have to work too hard to do the things i want to do i want the drum to be more responsive to what i'm trying to get out of it and those are very i call them very one dimensional some of those are very one-dimensional they do one thing really well but for orchestral to get that sound man that's that's, it that's it yeah this is this size this it's got gut snares it works perfectly for this and then you put it over to the corner and you know, right. and let it come back next time you need to play that. Right. If it's Mahler or whatever it is, yeah. and you need that dark snare drum, seven by fourteen with with gut. Okay, there not you go. Gonna, not yep. gonna bring a Slingerland tone flange to 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 a funk gig though. <laughs> that, yeah, that'd be rough too. How many of those do you have? Tone flanges. Ooh, let's see. Well, there's the artist model tone flange. Yeah, t- the, tell us everything you know about the tone flange. <laughs> okay, well, no, they made three different tone flanges from what I've gathered. They made a a brass solid, a brass with holes, and like an aluminum with holes. That's And for of, people who yeah. don't know what this is. Oh, yeah, it's like a hubcap. It's yeah. like a, it looks like a hubcap, okay? And it's it's kind of weird, but it looks like a hubcap. And Slingerland was Slingerland Banjo and Drum Company at first. Go. So the tone flange is like the sound ring on a banjo. Yeah. And what they did was they mounted it on the top of the drum. But they put... But put little... Uh, uh, wood screws. Wood screws no in No bearing there. edge. Right. It's no bearing edge. So this thing is screwed into the top. And a brass ring on top of that. And a brass ring on top of that. And what it does is it provides a certain focus to the sound. Yeah. It actually yeah. does. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But that's when we talk about tone flange, that's what that thing is. It's, that like, ring. A, it's like a banjo. It's built like a banjo yeah. is. Yeah. And the fun part is when you have to try to find a head that fits because the tone flange makes it about a right. 16th <laughs> inch too big. Right. Yep. I, I actually, I have some of those. I always stock them for that very purpose. And yeah. I have, a, actually, I have a, a tip for fellow collectors that run into that. If you get a, if you get a, um, reg, if you, let's say you have a regular um, Remo, Evans, whatever head, you get your Dremel tool. And cut a little slot on the flesh hoop, you know, the aluminum part. Yep. Cut a slot at 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 9 o'clock. Mm, I've never and done And what this happens before. when you set it on top of the um, head, it'll just move out a little bit that it'll fit. Just enough. And nice. it, but, but it still tightens up and it works. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is good info. If you're going to play it. Yeah. it. They're out there and they're, they're hard uh, to find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's not many. And they no, didn't so, make them for very long. Well, like yeah. an oversized 14-inch calf head, will you luck you luck out on that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We had a green sparkle one that I sold for probably not enough because I think they're worth a lot now. They're worth the tone flange. Yeah. yeah. This I sold oh, yeah. maybe like right when I first started here. It was a green. You remember that green remember, sparkle? Yeah. One? Green yeah. glitter, I think. And yeah, it, it, was, had, it had some issues with it though too. But but yeah, it was. It was the wrap it was, was kind of cool. cracked, I think. Yeah. And, but it was it was cool. To yeah. But they make a they had the artist model <laughs> tone flange. Then they made a model called the Dual. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Dual, that's the kind of cool because it's really rare. It's a couple of years, I think 32 to 34, something like that. Can you describe the mechanism? Yes. Yeah, if you look at a Ludwig Super, Super Ludwig, it's just, it, they, tr- they, co- they tried to copy the Super Ludwig. Right, right. But they got sued for it, and the whole story and is that cease and desist. And this is one of these deals where the snares release parallel, yeah, parallel, parallel, yeah. And and there's a there's a, a rod that goes through both sides, the strainer side and butt side, so that when you <coughs> release, it releases like together. The, in like unison. the super, yeah. But then they got in trouble for that. So right. then they come up with this little cockamamie um, wire pulley, little pulley, pulley thing, yeah. system. That, and I remember looking at one the first time, going, "What the heck is this supposed to be?" And I didn't know the backstory behind yeah. it. Which, what what year would those have come out? 32 to 34, I think, give or take. Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I, got, I bought one from you a yeah. while back. Yeah. And then they even made another version where they don't have a rod or they don't have any pulleys. So the, the, the butt side, when you lift the lever side, if you don't tighten the butt side the right way, it won't go up or down. It just sits there <laughs> doing nothing. So that's probably their last try. A, a, yeah, the last they, hurrah for that. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, so they're extremely rare, and I love them. I, yeah. I, I collect them. Yeah. I love those guys. They're very, very hard to come yeah. by. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen a lot of your collection because I always read the emails, but I don't think – have you ever done an email on those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. I just missed it, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. What's uh? Do, what's one of those that you have in like a rare finish? Um, I have rose pearl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have I have two rose pearls. I have one five by fourteen and one six and a half by fourteen. Yeah. And <laughs> the six and a half I got at the show a couple of years ago before COVID. That. Um, Joe Meckler did the. Yeah. Ri- I saw the drum. And I thought this is this is going to be a parts drum. But I, I remember and, I remember seeing the work after Joe fin- Joe's Jen, master. Joe, I, he brought it to the show, and I go, whoa! Yeah. And I bought it, and yeah. I said, it's it's one of the most amazing restoration jobs. This drum was was poop. Yep. <laughs> and it was just a mess. I mean, it was parts. That's what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah. Okay, and he, and he, he he got it back to life. That's was the shell like? Like it was the, sh- the and- shell was wasn't cracked or anything. It was okay. just the, the 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 whole wrap was coming off. Sure. He had to mold it back on. Oh wow! Oh, it was it was just hurting. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it, but it, it was, it was one of it's like, to this day it's still one of the best restorations I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it was. I I saw the before and after, so yeah. I know I can attest to <clears> that. Me too. It was absolutely like I said. I thought it was going to. Oh, this is going to be a parts drum. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Joe does good work. Yeah, but. Um, but it's great. I mean, you know, we uh, I've been a, a Rogers Dynasonic fan, Wood Dynasonic fan for my whole life. Cuz I remember when I was a kid, I was reading looking at the book, the catalog when they came out like around 60, 61, it's a black and white picture and this drum number 1001, the first one. And I used to look at that. Never owned one of these, never owned one. And finally came across uh, one in a music store out here that's now defunct and it was a guy who bought stuff in the uh, in the 60s and never sold any of it. He was like hoarding all this stuff. He had a music store, but he had, I mean, this guy had uh, Martin acoustics wow, stacked up Martin. like up to the ceiling. I mean, just 60s era Martin acoustics. They gotta be like 20, 30 grand a piece for, now. For those who are listening, we're talking about, this is Ziegler, right? Is that the place? Yeah, it was Ziegler Music in Aurora, Illinois. And- um, Lo- Locals probably know this An place. interesting, yeah. unusual guy, and he's, he's passed away. But <clears throat> when I first went to visit him, uh, I, I spotted what was a, a, a wood dinosonic, and I said, well, it doesn't look right because there wasn't a badge on it. I said, well, that can't be right, because now I'm, I'm kind of young and new to this stuff still. I said, that can't be right, and then I went on, looked at it, and I went, holy cow, it's one of the pre-badge ones. So mm. it was made before the one in the catalog, Wow, 1001. There were some made before they actually put the badge on the outside. And inside is a paper tag that says oh, Dynasonic. Man. So, um, <clears throat> so that was the first one I ever bought. And I kept that for a long, long time. And then I started buying these. And I, I Mike, this is in the beginning days of eBay. 1998. Right. Very <clears throat> beginning days of eBay. And I'm trolling around on there. And then stuff's coming out of the woodwork, you know, like this. And, and Mike had... Um, uh, with Dinah and I got to know Mike from just uh, from eBay. We met over eBay. I called me on the phone. The, hey, days, the days you could do that. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was uh, it, it was interesting. Yeah. In those days, you could say, "Hey, here's my phone number. Call right, me." Right. You know. And, and that's so that goes back. I've known you since then. So that's yeah, 1998. Well, yeah. in my early years, I used to have a Ludwig uh, Blue Knot outfit. Oh yeah. Double bass drum and the whole thing. <clears throat> uh, canisters thrown. Yep. I had it in Oyster Black Pearl. You know, yep. Ringo days. Ringo you days, know. yeah. I got it in 1965. Mm. And I used it uh, after I'd, I stopped doing the double bass drum. I'd do one bass drum, but I'd use a, um, uh, I bought um, a Dynasonic in Black Strata because it matched close, the, close close really to close. Black so Oyster. To yeah. keep it matched, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I got that drum from you when you yeah. sold it. Yeah. Because that's. Uh, Rogers Wood Dynasonics were exceedingly rare, and uh, we're talking about the original ones, not the reproductions that are out there. Now, the reproductions are very nice drums. I worked in the R&D on those, so uh, they were spec against two of my original drums. So those are nice, but we're talking about the original real deals, and um, there were some interesting drums made back then. $150. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know, yeah, yep. And uh, so there's this some interesting stuff. Do you have any Wood Dynas now? No. I I, I, did, my, yeah, I, didn't think so. I had a bunch, but I sold them a couple of Steve, oh, yeah. and I saw I, I had Roy Burns Wildwood. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that? That's yeah. pretty cool. I yeah. sold that, and uh, Wildwood is for those listening. Yeah. They like injected the tree with yeah. uh, some yeah. dye, and then it, and that was originally done by Fender for their Coronado guitars. Cool. And so, if you think about this, at the period of time that this got introduced in Rogers on drums 
was at the time when uh, they were owned by the same company that owned Fender. So CBS owned Fender and CBS owned <coughs> Rogers as well. So someone had the idea of, well, you know, we inject, they were injecting dye into trees and then it would cause striations in the wood. And Fender made this series of guitars called Coronados and there were these different, one had like a greenish tone, one had an hmm. orangish tone. Yeah. And they did, they translated that over and made some drums, some Rogers drums with that. Did you end up buying the Wildwood one from? I bought it from uh, Roy Burns sold it to me. Oh, uh, yeah. where did, did did you sell the one to my dad or? No, I, I no, think, that was a Wildwood Power Tone, I think. I sold it to uh, um, you know the uh, Jolly Farm. Oh, Bobby, Ch- Bobby yeah. Chasen. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he he wanted it. Yeah. The drum I had was a six and a half by fourteen Wildwood. Wow, which was extremely rare. Yeah, there's an uh, old and you could picture tell, on our site if you look at the in the, the thing with Wildwood, and because it was archives. dye, the dye would uh, eventually fade. Mm. Uh, and so, if you if you had a, a Rogers kit made in '67, the interiors were coated with either flat gray paint or speckled gray paint. So if the drum was faded on the outside, uh, it was faded wildwood. You, you, you couldn't see any of the grain. On the dinas, the dinas aren't coated All on right. the inside. So when we looked at that six and a half, that six and a half I had was maybe a couple of striations on the outside, but inside the shell, all the striations were there uh-huh. because it, oh. you know, the, it just kind of seeped into the wood, <clears throat> and wow. it was, but it was striations were still there on the inside. It's very yeah. rare to find a wildwood set that has the finish vibrant and the striations yeah. intact on the outside. It's cool. very unusual. They're there, but not many. Yeah. Those fun stuff. Cool. But yeah, Rogers kind of outside. That's outside your sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. I had them for a while, yeah. but I'm not, yeah. But, but so the, we're, we're here for the Chicago Vintage Show. Uh, Mike's out for the Chicago Vintage Show this year. Going to be full show, uh, which is great. Rob Cook puts this show on every year, mm-hmm. and he's done it forever and we love him for it thank you rob big thank yeah, you to rob definitely um last year was the first year back after the mandatory shutdowns for the covid fiasco and last year's attendance was okay but it was still a little bit in the dicey period of time there were people just starting to get back into it uh but yeah, it there was, was no international crowd and then, yeah yeah it was mostly just local it, it was, was local like in, in the, as many dealers, but Illinois, this year, yeah. <laughs> everybody's rocking and rolling man there's going to be a ton of dealers yeah. there two people from austria have already visited the shop yeah. today so, that was so just, it, it's going to be a fun time we're hey guys, a good time out there and uh you know this this won't post until after the show's <laughs> over so uh but we'll, we'll have a good time there we always do it'll be a lot of fun buy a lot of drums if we can ready. Look for cool stuff and just um, see our friends, see our okay. old friends that we see once a year at the show. Yeah, yeah, right on. So, but Mike, let me uh, let me talk to you a little more. So the okay. about because uh, you've been teaching for a really long time. Yeah, fifty nine years. Any like advice? I know you, 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 people yeah. pay for this, but yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. gladly share. Um, Don't give anything too secret no, away. No, no, I'll gladly share. Um, for me, the the secret business wise is find a good store to okay. teach out of. Hmm. Yep. Because you have instant business. People come in. They, my son or daughter wants to play drums. Okay, talk to Mike. He's upstairs. Sure. So that that helps. Then you got to, you know, I, I have a imaginary sign over my head. This is not a hobby. This is a business. Right. You run it like a business. We yeah. have fun. Yep. I got a great studio, fully equipped. We have a good time. I get people to play along with music that maybe they'll never be in a band, but they get to play to some music. Sure. And learn how to read and build up their wrists. Yeah. So, what about like what books do you use? Do you have? I use tons. Okay. You so. know the classics: the Belson Four Four, Syncopation, Stick yeah. Control. Uh, Roy Burns' beginning book is a great book to start. <laughs> sure. I teach out David Garibaldi's books. He has great books. I haven't, Gary, I haven't read those. Oh, before. they're great books. My favorite. Played them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Chafee books. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to use the Jim Chapin book a lot, but now um, John Riley. Jim Riley? Wait. John. John John, Riley. John Riley. His books are really great. I use those. The Art Uh, of. There's even a Joel Rothman book that I use that's a beginning book that. For like people that never played swing, you know, it's just you, you, you know, ding, ding, da, ding, 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 da, ding, just to get them used to doing that. Yep. Beginning stuff like that. I use those books. Uh, Funky Primer is a great book for to get basic drum beats. Right. And then I have a bunch of my own ideas I've written out and and uh, yeah, a lot of play It's a special skill too, though. It's a special skill because. You, you teach people at many different levels. Right. And you have to have 
to be a successful teacher, I, I tried teaching a little bit as an example. And the only thing I have the patience and uh, me. skill for, well, but, but, it's, but here's the thing. I, I'm okay if somebody comes to me and says, can you show me a little bit of left-hand technique? Mm-hmm. I can do that. But I can't, to be a good teacher like you've been for 59 years, I mean, you're looking at something where you've got to be invested in helping that person and guide them along. It's, it's not just come in, pay your money, oh, yeah, play for 10 minutes, kid, and go away. Mm-hmm. You're invested in that person helping them learn. And th- so you've got to care about each one of those people and how they develop and how they grow. Yep. It's not a, a no-brainer to just walk in and, here, play these pages from the book and go away. You know, a lot of them rely on me to help them get into in the jazz That's band right. and, and the mid-school and the high school and some college Colleges, audition, auditions. Right. So th- it's an obligation, and yeah. it's a serious obligation. And there's not a lot of people who can teach. There's, there's some great players right. who couldn't teach worth a damn, because, and they know it. So they say, I don't go there because I'm not good at it. I think it's, it's a special skill. I think it's just as much as of, an, of an art to teach as it is to play. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. Absolutely Do you think is. like a patience is a very... If you don't have patience, don't teach. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Leave. Yeah. yeah. Vacate the building. you yeah. got to have patience. You guys have a nice kind of... You probably have some soundproofing in the room. Too, um, I, I don't don't really need it because I have twenty four hour seven and down below they, they don't really hear you, it. What you're always hearing them, them play because yeah. you have students who are like really hard hitters. I have some, you know I have I mean? some heavy hitters. There's <laughs> I, been, there's I been a, kids a, for a while broken been, head and a couple <laughs> of cymbals here and there, <laughs> which know, is okay. It was or, for your ears, not, oh, yeah. not for or your neighbors. Or they break yeah. they break a drumstick and they look at me like they just committed the sin, and I oh, said, no. hey. Here's another stick. No. Have a nice day. Go for it. You know, heads break. What, what ages do you teach? Is it kind of... Six through 70. Mm, nice, you know, yeah. Six through yeah. 75. And then you, you get, it, teaching like really young kids, you can really build technique. From, yeah, just, you know... But then some people, they don't... I, I've noticed some, some kids are like, they're, they're, they get it really quick, but some then they do. don't even appreciate it. It's like everybody's different. Yep. The, my favorite were the people who like had a little bit more of a difficult time achieving it but because of that it meant so much to them sure you know what i mean <laughs> i've had a six-year-old he's been with me eight years and, oh, nice. and you know started some six-year-olds they'll last for a month right. and some stick it out right you never know <laughs> you know and uh but like, it feels good if you yeah. if you take somebody and you take them through and then you see them get into jazz band right. or into college music right. programs or whatever you you played a part in that you well, helped them get there it's yeah. still it's still fun you know yeah. after all you know, in my playing days i used to play gigs and teach 50 hours a week and go play gigs yeah, you, you know, should now, talk about that we we didn't get into that no. at all yet uh what like what's uh, a fond memory you have of like a band you played in there i probably played in a bunch of bands you know <laughs> punk bands and latin bands and nice casuals you know steve and, perry was a singer in your band before he was with oh, journey right no it was uh hubert tubbs no before, no no uh, before uh, he was with uh, tower Ta- of power yeah exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cool yeah <laughs> what, was, what was that band called do you, uh it was called a, blue mountain and is there any way to get uh, to see any of this stuff? That'd be right. We're talking 1972. Probably not a lot of video. Uh, old VHS you got or something? I have, I have some old demo tapes and stuff. Oh, you should. Performances. You should. Uh, yeah. There's one you really like. Like You should like upload it. So yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Hubert you know? was my favorite Tower Power vocalist. <laughs> he he was great. Killing. I think he yeah. lives in... Um, yeah. I think he lives... I think he lives like in, in um, Europe somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, he was my favorite yeah. Tower Power vocalist. But, you know, I did the whole, I played gigs all over the Bay Area. Nice. And uh, different clubs, jazz clubs. This would have been, like, in the but mid or? Mid-60s, starting okay. all the way through 2010, maybe. Nice. And then, you know, and then it just kind of ran its course. And now I just, I don't, I just teach, like, 25 hours a week. Sure. It's still fun, and yeah. I can make some good money at it, but, you know. Yeah moving on in life and were you an endorser ever for any of those i have uh, a, I have, I got a zildjian endorsement oh nice. it was uh they called it a regional endorsey cool back <laughs> years ago there was they were kind of cool they came in steve kerpak remember steve kerpak mm-hmm. yeah great guy yeah. what's your go-to ride um i have uh well first before that they, they, <laughs> sure. came, they came in the studio they had a zildjian day at the store and they came in <clears> and they asked hey you know maybe we can work something with symbols. I go, oh, yeah. They go, well, how many students a week do you teach? I go, 50. And they go, okay, yeah, you're That's in. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was yeah. saying. You're, you wear earplugs probably. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. 
Really? Wow. No. Yeah, it's a no. lot. Of- <laughs> yeah. Some are loud, some aren't. So Sure. And they're probably not all every week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they gave me a bunch of symbols. Yeah. And uh, that program's long gone, but they did. They were really nice to me. That's great. And uh, the symbol I like, I like a, a custom dry ride. Custom dry ride. And okay. I like KZ hi-hats. Nice, nice. I yeah. like the 13-inch the KZs. 14s are a little big, yeah. chunky. I use them on the right side for the, the X hat. What is the custom dry ride? Is that a 20? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 20, yeah. And then does that have rivets? Or? No. Just, yeah, it's just uh, a... Yeah. Oh, and right. then there's also a K custom yeah. that has the finish on it, but the dry ride is unfinished. So, yeah. Weckle used to use them. Unlaid, yeah. yeah. yeah they're good, are, good symbols. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I got some A custom crashes and some A crashes. And uh, I really like, I have a good set, great set of 13-inch KZs. I really like those. Now, do you usually do like one crash or two? I usually, um, usually a, a two, like a 15 or a, and a 17 or a 16 and 18. And what about uh, like bass drum size? What's your, <laughs> what's your so favorite? I, I like, I'm not, a, I'm not a small bass drum guy. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not, I, I used to use an 18-inch Gretsch on certain gigs. Sure, yeah. A little but, easier um, to carry I around. Like a 20 or 22. 20 or 22, nice. Yeah. I, I like 20, 13, 16. That's, That's my a good, favorite yeah. sizes. Yeah. Which is, they're like kind of harder to sell, but I just, <laughs> yeah. 12 and 14, it's like I can't quite get the difference in pitch that I want. 13, 16, it's like usually for me. On my Yamaha easier. set, I like, I have 10, 12, 14, and a 22 inch bass or a 20 inch bass. No, okay. yeah, or an 18 maybe. But I got the, uh, they offered a thing where the toms were birch and the bass drum was maple, like, sure. like Gad uses mm-hmm. or, or used. I'm not <coughs> sure if he still does And that's what, that's what you've got? I have a, a set of those. And then my Very studio, nice. I have a, 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 lac, a white lacquer radio um, recording custom. Ooh, that's, 8, that's 10, cool 12, finish. 14, 16, 20 inch bass. And a yeah. DW, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 22 inch bass. Very cool. Yeah. You you don't have any Gretsch drums in uh, the cameo coral finish, do you? No, I have two Gretsch. Would you collect one of those if you found one? <laughs> I, I would probably collect it if it was rare and then sell it, make some money. Yeah, yeah. it's fi- it's fifties, so it's yeah. outside your yeah. sweet spot time. I, I have but, I have two uh, I have two Gretsch gold drums. Yeah. I have a stop sign badge and a round and badge. And a round badge, yeah. the, the gold and grave snare. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I know you got that. That was an anniversary and, thing, or uh, I don't think so. Yeah. What do they call those? Gold drum. Gold drum. Yeah. Gold drum. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was at a, a show, in uh, a trade show in Boston when they unveiled that. I was oh, okay. teaching at a music store, and the guy, hey, we're going in there. So I, it, was, it, was, it was killing. That's cool. Yeah. You never told me that story before. Yeah, I, was, I used to teach at this music store, and, you know, and the guy dragged me over to this thing, and they were in, unveiling that right there, and it was very, very cool. Uh, very very tricky. I mean, it's all gold plated. Yeah. But the gold plating was so thin. thin yeah, thin, you, you thin. get some that are dogs, boy. Oh, they just man, been, they just look yeah. like they've been. Thin <coughs> and you get some that are good. Are yeah. those real gold or well, is yeah, that gold plating? Twenty four yeah. karat gold okay. plating. Oh, yeah. But thin plating, and it, it was engraved, and so it was sort of like a a Gretsch version of a Black Beauty, but all gold, and the engraving yeah. wasn't quite as ornate. Yeah. But but they're they're nice drums, yeah. and they were right in that period of time when they were switching from the round badge to the stop yeah. sign badge. So some of the drums are round badge and some are stop sign. There's not a lot of them anyway. Yeah. Maybe Baldwin uh, paid to make those, I wonder. They advertised it as the most beautiful drum in the world, I right. think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, the most beautiful drum of the good, good I've sold a few examples. Yeah. I've, I've sold a, a few beautiful examples. Yeah. Uh, Lee Ruff had a nice one. I, yeah, I sold that for, for Lee. Yeah, it was beautiful. That was yeah, just that was, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Um, but yeah, it's a unique piece. But then you, do you have a caddy green? I used to. You did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I sold it, uh, and uh, just again, it was just it was, a snare. It was that what? It's like sixties, maybe. That, is that where the uh, caddy 50s. green? Yeah, okay, caddy 50. green, cameo coral. You know, all oh. that stuff is right there. Before yeah. Was it a four to four by fourteen? And copper mist. Five. Five by fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So the copper mist, cameo coral, and yeah. caddy green were like fifty-four to fifty-eight. Joe Kenny bought it from me. Ah, there yeah. you go. But yeah. you're just thinning out the herd to get other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the things yeah. you, you, yeah. you like. Yeah, no, that's fun stuff. Yeah. Wait, uh, maybe uh, any any kind of cool new additions to your collection you want to? Yes, <laughs> sure. Tell me. Not tell a me lot something. because I'm looking for the rarest of the rare. So sure. I got one from Steve a couple months ago, uh, Abalone Leedy. I think it's first or second generation Broadway 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, Parallel. Yep. What did I, I? Don't think I even got to see that. Did yeah, I? you did. We had it here. <clears throat> oh, I think I do remember that. Is it? Is it like a brown abalone? It's. Um, I think they call it Oriental Pearl. Right. Leedy calls it, but it looks like abalone. Yeah. I do you remember that? Yeah, I saw it very briefly. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a great drum. Yeah, I got that drum from you. Yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice drum. And there's another drum we'll, we'll be doing a deal on, which I don't want to yeah, speak yeah, early yeah, about. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, this, this won't be put up before the show, so oh. yeah. Keep in mind everything we say here. This oh, will probably cool. go up like a week after the show's yeah. over. Okay. So. Well, <laughs> I hope that Otto <laughs> Scott's drum comes in. We, maybe we will, we will <laughs> see. Yes, we will yeah. see. Yeah. Don't worry. You're not going to give away any. This is just for the next week. It's just between the. Four yeah. of us, yeah. <laughs> and I got a, I got a five by fifteen Leedy Marvel nickel over brass uh, from Bill Wanser. Sure. Yeah, they're kind of a rare size. Lee Marvel, Marvel, Marvel strainer looks kind of like an early Dynasonic. Hmm. It's, it hangs on the bottom. Yeah. Does, it, does it work or does it like every it other works, Leedy strainer? It works, but <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's it a little a little, a little weird. Yeah, if but you don't, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get an old catalog, you can look this up. It's, it, he is right. Mike's right. Dinosonic has a kind of a special strainer that kind of the wires are on a frame. Yeah. And the idea there is you bring the frame up to just kiss the bottom head. Then there is a knob on the end that you turn that knob and then it tightens or loosens the wires on the frame to give you more or less snare buzz. But by just, you don't just crank the crap out of the strainer right, knob and right. you bring it up to the top, you choke the drum. So yeah. just bring it up to touch with the strainer knob and then adjust it on the frame. Yeah. And <clears throat> if you get used to that, it works great. You know, the, the, the one we're talking about is sort of like a version of that kind of... Yeah, an old... An, old, an older version yeah. of that, actually, because that would predate the, yeah. the, the diner by quite yeah. some time. Yeah, the, and, the, they, you know, they sound like they sound, they sound like a 1920s snare drum. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, some, I would say just, yeah, pretty dry. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that dry. dryness for, like, funk, though. Okay. Yeah. For me, yeah, cool. it's... Uh, you can get like the the rim shots, yeah. But then again, yeah, they, it's not ever going to be as versatile as a modern drum. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's for sure. Yeah. The, um, the that mechanism, lead, lead, the Leedy Broadway, is that that's more along the lines of. Well, the like, Broadway uh, parallel, parallel is like a is like a the same concept as the Super Ludwig sensitive. Super Ludwig or the Dual. Yeah. 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 I, I wonder the, which which parallel company release. came up with that first. Was it? Probably Ludwig. I think Ludwig. I think the patent is 1924. Okay. I yeah. think. I think the Marvel is <laughs> the Marvel is maybe around that or before. I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. And the Leedy uh, Broadway Parallel, which would be like a super. Sure. I'm not sure. It's probably a little. You know. Bit you after. know your stuff. Yeah. Well, kind of. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No. Oh, I mean the. Yeah. Oftentimes, I I won't even go to like exact dates because it's like. Yeah. Most, most yeah, you don't know it right off the top of your head. I can hear it within but. a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure, yeah. Right. You're really good And then that. if not, I just call John Aldridge. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, John yeah, he'll John know. is a wealth he, of He engraved. I remember, I remember him at the show engraving, right? He oh, would, yeah. He would like, do it oh, yeah. while the show I, was going Talk on. about patience. No, one. Yeah. just get the gun out and I'll kill myself now. If I had to sit there and... I don't think you know, I can do it either. And I mean, I, I <laughs> oh, watch him do it and I go, oh my God. I mean, I have no patience <laughs> no. whatsoever. I would be jumping off the roof. Yeah. And he just sits there yeah. and he Whittles does it, it and it's just oh, art at the wriggle. end. Wriggle, I, I think you call it wriggle motion. Yeah, and yeah. I respect it greatly and I just go, oh my no, God, yeah. I could never do it. Yeah, he's, he's... Very cool. He's stepped up his game over the years, boy. He's, oh, he's it's amazing stuff it. he does. There's actually, there's a couple of guys out there now that oh, yeah. are... John Christensen? Christian? He's a jeweler. Yeah, yeah. I, he's I at the show. I think this Chris, is he's yeah. at the show. I've seen yeah, some so of he's gonna be, he's, he's doing amazing yeah. work. Yeah. He uses like uh it, uh it's like electric, I think, right? There's another guy I saw uh, okay. at the, that uses a, a like a machine too. He yeah. he does great work. There's, there's a bunch of guys. And oh, then yeah. there's Adrian. Hello. Oh, oh my god, Adrian Kirschler and he the master of uh, of metal shell drums. I've always said that. Adrian's the master of the metal shell. Johnny Craviato was the master of yeah. the solid wood shell. Adrian. Adrian's work is uh, unbelievable. True he artisan. Did, true he did artisan. A tribute drum, um, kind of like a gold triumphal uh, uh, that oh. for, for Johnny. Oh, wow. Uh, as, that he gave to uh, Johnny's wife. He made as a special gift. Wow, like, a, like the hmm. anniversary triumphals from Ludwig? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it really looked, you remember the uh, Craviato did a 10th anniversary yeah, yeah. Black Diamond yeah, 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 which was yeah, like yeah. a Black Beauty yeah. he did basically like an all gold version of wow. that that was personalized and, and he made for uh, for, for Johnny's uh, widow it was a, it's a beautiful beautiful piece there is a, a you know you remember the Ludwig 
anniversary, hundred year anniversary uh, triumphals that yep. AK did. AK did those. Yeah. There's some there's some cool stories about that if you want to hear it. Yeah, if yeah. we have time. That'd be yeah. That'd be we can perfect. use that and we yeah. can yeah. That'll kind of take <clears throat> us okay. right up to. Yeah. From what I heard, he was contracted for a hundred of them, but only forty two were made. I guess forty two only forty two people worldwide wanted it, and um, what he did. Um, I, 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 I emailed them and, uh, um, well, first of all, this, they had an ad in Modern Drummer that you can get your name engraved on the top rim if you wanted it. And it ran for one issue. And then I don't know what happened. So I, I, I through the store I got it, I, I signed up for it. And from what I'm told, I think it's me and Bunny are the only ones that have that. <laughs> yeah, because I never, I never saw that. Yeah, ad. I didn't yeah. even know it was a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe Bob Campbell. I'm not sure. But another thing that's really cool is I talked to Adrian. I asked, "Are you going to engrave the lugs like the real, the original real Tri- triumphals?" And he says, well, "I don't know yet." So come to find out, he engraved the lugs. On only the ones that were bought by people that own originals. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the cool. lugs are engraved. Yeah, the oh, lugs yeah. are engraved. Original so, triumphals, the lugs are engraved too. So, I don't think I've ever seen that. But yeah. there's, at least from what I know, there's six owners okay. of all these drums me, Bunny, Bob Campbell. And I think me, Bob Campbell, and Bunny are the only ones that got ours engraved. I don't think the others uh, got theirs engraved like that. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's cool. So there's this little Jeez, yeah. side story. Fun stories. What yeah, is it like? Stories. Is it like? A, it's um. Can you describe it? <laughs> it's kind of like a little scroll kind of thing yeah. with a little. Yeah, it's just wow. a, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AK, if you look like in Mike's every book, little piece yeah, is made. it's in the book. Yeah, yeah. In Mike's book, the triumphals are in there, and you can look at what the original yeah exactly. You'll see like. there's I mean, a close up of the lug. You'll see it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool little story. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we should probably, uh, we've been... Yeah, we, I think we covered a lot of stuff. We covered it. It's time anything, to go buy some drums. I know. Yeah, anything more you wanted to say? You know, maybe like a shout out to a friend or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I thank Steve for letting me stay at his house and pick me <laughs> sure. up at the airport. I don't have to worry about a car or yeah, a hotel. Yeah, we love when you come in town. Always yeah. great so, fun. We always have a good time. Uh, <laughs> and I, look, we, I look forward to this so much. Sure. So I'm it's, ready to have a good time. It's a good time. It's good to get together with people you haven't seen for a year or in some cases now a couple of years because yeah. of this, this whole thing. And then also gives us a chance to think a little bit about some of the people that aren't here anymore. You yes, know? yeah. You know, a uh, guy like Tony Lewis, who is a great sure. collector friend of ours. Yep. Johnny Craviato, yep. July of this year, he'll be six years gone. Yeah. But guys like Liam Mulholland, who yep. was a big guy in the vintage you know, world. That bought a bunch of good drums from him. And, you know, Barrett Deems, who was yeah, always a yeah. fixture at the Chicago show. So you take a minute to think about those people, yeah, you know, absent yeah. friends, as they would say. Yeah, take yeah. a salute absent to them. Absent friends, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a good thing. The show's been great, and the show's a place for camaraderie, you know, with the guys we see once a year. And then new people. And yeah. It's great to see. This show is primarily focused on vintage which is what's beautiful about it because then you get new generations of people get exposed to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my old guys like us, we've been doing it so long, yeah. people listen to it, like, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about, you know? Yeah. But, 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 they, but some people go, I'm curious about that, and let me look into it a little. Yeah, yeah. like I did when those, I first yeah. started. Yeah. And for all those people, I mean, Rob Cook, look, yeah. he wrote the Rogers book. He's got the Ludwig book. Yeah. He's got the Leedy book. Slingerland. He's got the Slingerland book. This stuff didn't exist when we were young. We yeah, had to go right. find people to help us learn about uh, Charlie Donnelly educated yeah, yeah. me. I mean, you know, it's a now you got all this stuff so people can buy the come to the show, they buy this book. Yeah. Rob's got these books. There's material there and it's history. And people so the can drum go back. forums have sections on right. badges and <clears throat> colors right. and exactly. hardware and Yeah. And a lot of what yeah. we do on my side, I try to educate. We we sell rare vintage and we want to keep that information out there we want to educate people about mm-hmm. it so you know there's another generation of people always coming up the curb going i want to learn about all this stuff yeah. and the show is great great for that mike for oh, can i say one thing quick sure yeah, yeah absolutely uh, I, uh, on facebook i have my Corrado vintage drums and restorations nice so if you <laughs> want right. if you want to look yeah, at i was going to say if, if people want to get your newsletter i'll call it a newsletter how can they reach you to, okay uh, you know. uh, my email is Mike at CorradoDrums.com, which is C-U-R-O-T-T-O, 
drums, D-R-U-M-S.com. You can always get me at that number. Good deal. <laughs> and also access through the Facebook page. You can Facebook send you page, Facebook yeah, page. I have. I do restorations. Yeah. I do. Uh, yes. I restore Black Beauties and other drums. I, I, I restore them so they look good, but they don't look brand new. Right. I, I keep the age in it. Right. And yeah. uh, do you like? Uh, do you do you lacquer stuff? Do you? I can. Yeah, I, I can relacquer the black shells. Oh, A nice. lot of times that lacquer gets chipped and and really weird. Sure. I got this. I got this stuff that strips it off doesn't hurt the black nickel nice. doesn't hurt the engraving yeah. polish it up re, re um, clear coat it and then in the hardware i can get all the old junky lacquer off repolish it down to the uh, original ludwig copper you know plating and then gold lacquer it wow and you know i leave i leave the age in it though yeah so it doesn't look funny yeah oh yeah very right. cool. It doesn't look like an 80-year-old with a facelift. Hey, sure, sure. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, the, the your collection, mm -hmm. is there anywhere to go like online yes. that people can see the like, sure. pictures of everything? Um, yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where this is. Vintage, so, yeah, for me, too. There is a section. It, it, he doesn't do it anymore, but it's still up on the to check. You okay. can go to Vintage Drums, uh, excuse me, VintageDrumsTalk.com. Okay. And you'll see a page with, I have like 12 pages of drums. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a guy that took it over, and, he, and I forgot his name. I did a podcast with him. I, I feel bad that I forgot his name, but he's kind of taking it over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe you'll, you can get that from that. Yeah. That, that yeah, we'll website. see if we can find yeah. the, the link. And, uh, I mean, if somebody can find a copy of your book that's My long book. out of print. Right. Uh, eBay sometimes or Amazon. Yeah. The it's Corrado the, Collection is yeah. the name of the book. and. And that's very much worth having. It was a nice hardbound hard book, coffee table type book. Are you ever going to make any images more? Images are just. Beautiful. I have it, I have volume two in We'd my head. It. I just got to get yeah. it. Get it. We buy some from yeah. you, right? Because yeah. yeah. this was the metal drums. Yeah, the, metal, one. the gold engraved. Gold engraved in yeah. volume yeah. two. Yeah. The idea was well, Funny now color. all the unique yeah. finishes, yeah. the, the yeah. abalones and, right. the, and the peacocks Funny. and rainbows. And, right. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be killing. <laughs> yeah. Very Someday. cool. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we I think we covered everything. So let's let's go go buy some drums. I'm ready for sure. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks.